48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The chief executive, dis- chief secretary dismisses calls for pandemic unemployment benefits and another cash handout. The leader of a hospital union, which led a strike for border closures to prevent a coronavirus outbreak here, says it's ready for possible repercussions. And Hong Kong Disneyland reopens after being closed for two months because of the pandemic. The Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung has dismissed calls to give those made jobless by the pandemic an employment benefit, saying they should look for other work. He also rejected demands for another cash handout. Priscilla Ng reports. Lawmakers from across the political spectrum slammed the administration for not doing enough to help people and businesses affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. During a LegCo Finance Committee meeting to vet the government's third round of anti-epidemic funding, business sector lawmakers said extra subsidies should be given to firms that were forced to close during the latest outbreak. Others, like the Democratic Party's Andrew Wan, called for unemployment assistance for those who have lost their jobs. So what the money will be used. Is it saving for the Lantau tomorrow? Is it saving for other unnecessary uh, investment, but not saving the Hong Kong people, especially the urgent butter and bread problem? I don't think this round of anti-pandemic fund is helping the Hong Kong people. But speaking through an interpreter, the chief secretary, Matthew Cheung, said there were already other means to help the needy, adding that the unemployed should try and look for other jobs instead. For those who are unemployed, those who have lost their jobs, for example, they have an option. Um, Because of the uh, restructuring of the economy, they may need to switch to another field. Mr. Cheung also brushed aside calls for another universal cash handout, saying the government's reserves were dwindling. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says a new police policy to recognise only government-accredited journalists will give the media greater access, such as allowing them to report in cordoned-off areas. Police say they'll only recognise journalists who are registered with the government's news service, GNMIS, or those from internationally known media groups. Critics fear this will affect the work of student or freelance journalists or those from non-mainstream media. In a Facebook post, Mrs Lamb says over the past three years, more than 30 online media groups have successfully registered with the government's new service. She says freedom of speech and the press are guaranteed in the basic law. The leader of a hospital union which led a strike for border closures to prevent a coronavirus outbreak here says it's ready for possible repercussions from the hospital authority. Yesterday, the authority's chairman, Henry Fan, said it would send letters to staff to explain their absence from duty during that time in February. Winnie Yu from the HA Employees Alliance said such industrial action was protected by the basic law. She accused Mr Fan of spreading fear among workers. As a trade union who organised the strike action, we would be responsible for any legal action to be taken by the hospital authority, and we are well prepared for that. I think they will cause some vice terror on those staff who are threatened, who are afraid of being fired or being discriminated by the hospital authority. I think it's a kind of vice terror more than a revenge. The Civil Servants Union has raised concerns about a plan to require all government staff to pledge allegiance to the Hong Kong SCR and declare to uphold the basic law, saying this could lead to legal disputes. Leung Chao-Ting, the chairman of the Federation of Civil Service Unions, says the Federation doesn't object to new or newly promoted staff taking the oath. 
Hurt fears the proposal could breach existing work contracts. He says the Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nipp, told union members that the Bureau would consult the Department of Justice about it. Mr Lang also believes some people may be reluctant to take up civil service jobs due to concerns it could infringe on their right to free speech. The Consumer Council is urging the two supermarket chains to offer more discounts to the public as their business has been booming during the pandemic. Park and Shop and Welcome have announced cash coupons will be given to low-income households as well as a multi-million dollar discount plan for the general public. Park and Shop also says it'll hold a lucky draw for cash vouchers. It said the government had rejected its proposal to give discounts to all customers. Despite this, the consumer watchdog isn't satisfied. Here's its chief executive, Gilly Wong. When their business is up, they should be able to offer much more discount to the public for a certain period of time, like three to six months, as a reasonable discount for every purchase. So it is very direct to the consumers because they can't compare every single item, but how much you know they can save from every bill is very perceivable. So what we believe is you know, this is exactly what supermarkets should do. A pro-establishment trade unionist says it's unacceptable to freeze the minimum wage for two years as this would essentially mean cutting the pay of low-income workers due to inflation. Kingsley Wong's comment comes as sources told RTHK that Labour and management representatives on the Minimum Wage Commission failed to reach a consensus during a biennial review. The minimum wage is $37.50 an hour and Mr Wong says it's fallen behind inflation and market adjustments called for an increase to $39.30. He said about 20,000 workers are on minimum wage and society should take more care of them. After a two-month closure because of the coronavirus, Hong Kong Disneyland has opened at reduced capacity. Visitors must register online and have their temperature taken at the entrance. Inside, the park has introduced so-called selfie spots for guests to take photos at a distance with Disney characters. Staff also hold signs to remind visitors to maintain their distance from each other. The park is open five days a week and shut on Tuesdays and Thursdays except on public holidays. RTHK's Wendy Wong spoke to some of the visitors and they didn't appear too concerned about COVID-19. I do worry about it, but I think for the kids, um, they do really need to go out a bit. It's, we are probably going for outdoor area, so we think it should be fine. Mm. Are you happy today? Yeah. Why? Because I go to Disneyland. Mm. You, which is your favorite Disney character? My favorite Disney character is Minnie Mouse. Mm. And, and what do you want to do today? Today I want to play. He's very excited, aren't you? Are you excited? Yeah. It's his first time here. It's your first time here? Yeah. Yeah, and you're not too worried about the virus, right? No, not at all. It's nice and open here. A green group has criticised the Lands Department after high levels of heavy metals were found in soil near the Hong Kong Gun Club in Chun Wan. Green Earth says some of the samples contained lead, arsenic and antimony that exceeded government limits by more than 100 times. The group also said it had discovered more than 100,000 lead pellets and other waste. The US city of Louisville is facing a second night under curfew after Wednesday night's violence, which saw two police officers shot. Angry protests followed a decision by the Kentucky authorities not to prosecute anyone over the killing by police of Breonna Taylor, a young black woman. Democratic Party city councillor Barbara Sexton-Smith said it was important for the demonstrations to continue, but in a peaceful manner. 
We need hundreds and thousands of people all across the United States to continue marching in the streets and demanding complete total criminal justice reform. What has happened is completely devastating. You know, Tamika Palmer is Breonna Taylor's mother and Miss Palmer did not get justice yesterday. Her daughter died in her hallway in her home and no one has been charged with that murder. Republican leaders in the U.S. Congress say there will be an orderly transfer of power should President Trump lose November's election. The president appeared to cast doubt on the transition on Wednesday, again raising questions about the probity of the vote, with so many ballots likely to be cast by mail. But the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, said there'd be an orderly peaceful handover in January. Democratic senators, including the minority leader Chuck Schumer, accused Mr. Trump of trying to destroy American democracy. The peaceful transfer of power is one of democracy's core attributes. There is no democracy without it. And like the rule of law, the separation of powers checks and balances everything we have learned that is great and noble about our system in government. President Trump has sullied, diminished, and now he threatens to actually dismantle. A high-ranking Vatican official has unexpectedly left his post. Angelo Becchio has given up his rights as a cardinal, although he keeps the title. During his time in office, the Vatican became involved in a controversial property deal in London. Here's the BBC's John McManus. On Salter Day, Cardinal Becciu had been in charge of the Vatican Department, which oversees sainthoods. But prior to that, he had worked for several years in the powerful Secretariat of State. It was during that time that the church purchased a luxury property in London, a deal which subsequently lost the Vatican millions of dollars and which has been the subject of an investigation. Cardinal Becciu has always denied any wrongdoing and no explanation has been given for his sudden resignation, though he remains a cardinal but without the important right to vote for the next pope. The British Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, has announced plans to replace the current fellow job support scheme for workers as the country tries to contain a resurgence of coronavirus infections. Mr Sunak set out measures similar to those taken by France and Germany to top up the pay of employees who work reduced hours. But he warned that he won't be able to save every job. As the economy reopens, it is fundamentally wrong to hold people in jobs that only exist inside the furlough. We need to create new opportunities and allow the economy to move forward. And that means supporting people to be in viable jobs which provide genuine security. Google says it has taken down images of Luru, formerly known as Ur's Rock, in line with the wishes of the site's traditional owners to whom it's sacred. Photos of the massive standstone monolith were displayed on Google Street View, letting viewers virtually walk on the rock. The Trump administration's plan to ban U.S. app stores from offering new downloads of the popular video application TikTok has run into a legal hurdle. District judge has said the administration must either file a response to a TikTok request for a preliminary injunction or delay the ban by Friday afternoon. Stocks and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,366. That's 55 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $60 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading 105.43 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 88 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung.
Bayern Munich have claimed the UEFA Super Cup to extend their domination of European football. The Champions League winners beat the Europa League holder Sevilla 2-1 after extra time in Budapest. More from the BBC's John Bennett. Bayern were really tested by Sevilla. It was the first time the Germans had failed to beat an opponent inside 90 minutes since February. But a sub, Javi Martinez, eventually secured Bayern their fourth trophy in three months with a header in extra time. Lucas Acampos had given Sevilla the lead early on with a cheeky no-look penalty. Leon Goretzka equalised and although Bayern had two goals disallowed second half, Sevilla should have won it before extra time when Youssef N. Naziri was one-on-one with Manuel Neuer with just minutes to go and forced a great save. Yet again, though, Bayern found a way to win. Their domination of European football continues. In the English League Cup, Liverpool hit seven against third-tier Lincoln City to set up a last-16 meeting with Arsenal. The BBC's John Bennett was watching. It was a landslide victory for the competition's record winners. Liverpool were led by Virgil van Dijk, but otherwise made 10 changes. But those who came in were ruthless, as Liverpool raced into a 4-0 lead by half-time, with goals from Shakiri, Minamino and two from Jones. And while Minamino again, Gruic and Origi added further goals for Liverpool, Eden and Monsma grabbed a couple for Lincoln, who kept Liverpool's goalkeeper Adrian busy. And the second half also saw a debut for Liverpool's recent £41 million signing Diogo Jota. Liverpool versus Arsenal in the next round is a rematch of last month's Community Shield won by the Gunners in a shootout. Here's the Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Arsenal weeks. Thank God we have two home games. Uh, sorry, Mikkel. Yeah, you have to come to Liverpool twice. It's not so bad. In the other third round fixtures, Manchester City beat Bournemouth 2-1. Aston Villa were 3-0 winners at Bristol City. Meanwhile, Tottenham are through to the final round of qualifying for the Europa League after a 3-1 win at Macedonian side Shkendia. The NBA is trending towards an LA-Miami finals after the Lakers held off the Denver Nuggets 114-108 to take a commanding 3-1 series lead. Anthony Davis led the Lakers with 34 points. LeBron James added 26. The Lakers can reach the finals for the first time in 10 years if they win Game 5 Sunday morning Hong Kong time, though the Nuggets have been a perfect six wins out of six when facing elimination in this year's playoffs. The Miami Heat up 3-1 in the Eastern Conference Final can finish off the Boston Celtics with a win tomorrow. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Secretary dismisses calls for pandemic unemployment benefits and another cash handout. The leader of a hospital union which led a strike for border closures to prevent a coronavirus outbreak here says it's ready for possible repercussions. And Hong Kong Disneyland reopens after being closed for two months because of the pandemic. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Usmani. Sitting in for Noreen Mir today and Monday. My thanks to Phil Whelan for the morning brew and on the show today, just after 1.30, we catch up with some interesting youth initiative organized by Maker Bay, the Hong Kong-based maker group focused on innovation and environmental impact. Their CEO, Chiki Bhavnani, will be joining me with some of her enterprising students to tell me all about a new exciting program called Ocean Youth. And after 2 p.m., we're talking cookies and smiles, a social enterprise that bakes, 